Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 20, verses 19 through 26. This is Jesus talking about paying taxes to Caesar, and actually this text is paralleled in Matthew 22, 15 through 22. We did a devotion on that text in episode 551, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it because that devotion covers the essence, the substance of this text. Whereas in today's devotion, I'm going to point out something that we can learn about how Satan sometimes chooses to take out people who are high-value targets of his. And admittedly, that's not the central message of this text, but that's what I want to dwell on today. So go back and listen to 551, because what Jesus says in response to their question in this text is remarkable, incredibly shrewd and wise. And if you haven't heard it, you need to go hear it. Let's jump in at verse 19. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So the parable that is being referred to here is the one that we covered the last couple days on the daily dose. That's the parable of the wicked tenants. And you got to give the Pharisees at least a little bit of credit because they correctly perceived that Jesus was telling this parable against them. He certainly was. It made them mad. They wanted to lay hands on him at that hour, but they feared the people and so they didn't. And this isn't the first time we've seen the Pharisees fear the people in a way that thwarted their plans to destroy Jesus. That happened just at the end of chapter 19 when Jesus cleansed the temple. It said they were looking for ways to destroy him, but they didn't find anything they could do because the people people were hanging on every word. We're going to see this later in Luke, that the Pharisees are wanting to take out Jesus, but they fear the people. This gives the idea that the masses of Jewish people are sympathetic to Jesus. They want to hear what he has to say, but the but the Jewish leaders, the scribes, the false teachers, who are much fewer in number, they are the ones who are driving the train on this plot to destroy Jesus. So when they just can't straight up take him out, what's their next plan? Well, let's check out verse 20 and following. So they watched him and sent spies who who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said so as to deliver him up to the authority and the jurisdiction of the governor. Two things here that give us some insight into how Satan might decide to take out a high-value target if not by just directly taking him out. One, we're going to send people to fake like they're sincere. We're going to see some flattery here in the next couple verses that is just completely false for the sake of kind of buttering Jesus up in hopes that he'll slip up and say something that they can catch him in. And then number two, they don't want the blood to be on their hands. Rather, they want to catch him in something that he says and then deliver him over to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. That is, these Pharisees want the Romans to do the dirty work for them. So Satan, if he's trying to take out you or me, he might use some kind of a plot involving flattery and kind of false affirmation to get us to let our guard down and he might involve some third party group, some other entity to do the dirty work, some other entity to do his dirty work for him. Verse 21, so they asked him, Here come those people who are pretending to be sincere. Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. I mean, these folks that are doing Satan's bidding won't stop at anything. They don't believe that he truly teaches the way of God. They hate what he's teaching, but they're saying what they think they need to say to get him to say what they want him to say so they can entrap him. Here's their question, verse 22. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, show me a denarius whose likeness and inscription does it have? 
they said Caesar's. He said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Now, just in case you don't go back and listen to episode 551, which goes into this in greater depth, and it is brilliant. They've asked Jesus what they think is basically an unanswerable question. If you answer it this way, you're going to be in trouble. If you answer it that way, you're going to be in trouble. But in classic Jesus form, he says, go ahead and give a tiny portion of your money to Caesar because that's whose icon is on this coin. But then make sure you also render to God what is God's. And by the way, because you and I and everyone else are made in the image of God, his image is on us, our very person. Make sure you give him all that you are and have. Verse 26, and they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answer, they became silent. Now, eventually the Pharisees are going to entrap Jesus, catching him in his words. They ask him if he's the son of God. He says, you say that I am, and that's the end of it. This is a few days from where we're at in the text right now, and it ends up getting Jesus put on the cross. And one of the things I want to mention just briefly is the idea of persecution. If we are standing for the truth of God's word, if we're standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are high value targets to Satan. He will plot and he is plotting to destroy us. And that's not something we should be afraid of because we who trust Jesus are protected by him. We're hemmed in. We're safe. That doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to get persecuted by some sinister or hypocrite or evil actors in this world. In fact, in Matthew 5, you might remember verse 11, Jesus says, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So in other words, persecution is coming. We are going to be treated unfairly. We are going to be entrapped. We are going to be plotted against. We are going to be manipulated by forces of darkness in the heavenly realms. That's just part of what it is to be a Christian. And I think for the most part in the United States, Christians historically have been protected from that. But I think there's a new day dawning. And I think the amount of persecution, that'll take many forms, that is going to come to Christians in America is going to be on the rise. And I think we need to just be ready to take it. I think we need to trust God to protect us. And even if it gets really, really bad, we can, like Jesus says, count ourselves blessed. Because that's what happens to people who trust Christ and are committed to the faith. You know what the payoff for that kind of faithfulness is? That when that stone we talked about yesterday shows up, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the cornerstone, we're not going to stumble on it and be shattered. And it's not going to fall on us and crush us. Satan is a snake. He's going to try to get at us however he can. He might be successful in some small way, but eternity is a long time and our reward in heaven will be great. So stand firm. Don't shy away from persecution and don't fall into the temptation to kind of tone down your faith so that you can avoid persecution in this life, but be bold and unwavering out of love for Christ and out of love for others. And maybe when we get to heaven, we'll all get to share our war stories of how we were unfairly persecuted on earth. And then we'll get to hear more detail about Jesus' war story. Because I'm sure these accounts are only a small representation of what happened to him when he was here. What a day that'll be. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls 
Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.